Negativity is totally unnatural. It is a psychic pollutant, and there's a deep link between the poisoning and destruction of nature and the vast negativity that has accumulated in the collective human psyche. No other life form on the planet knows negativity, only humans, just as no other life form violates and poisons the earth that sustains it. Have you ever seen an unhappy flower or a stressed oak tree? Have you come across a depressed dolphin, a frog that has a problem with self-esteem, a cat that cannot relax, or a bird that carries hatred and resentment? The only animals that may occasionally experience something akin to negativity or show signs of neurotic behavior are those that live in close contact with humans and so link into the human mind and its insanity. That was Eckhart Tolle reading from his book, The Power of Now. This is Respecting the Process podcast, and we're sponsored now by the SidFit Health Center, focusing on the whole you, whether it be fitness, nutrition, strength, and conditioning. It's a strong team of professionals that can help educate, motivate, and celebrate your personal journey. The SidFit Fitness Center, located at King Street East in Kitchener. Check them out at sidfit.ca. That's S-Y-D-Fit.ca. So Respecting the Process has a Twitter account now. Uh, you can find us at RTPPod. It's R-T-P-P-O-D. If you want to lend constructive advice on what you think about the podcast or even the guest that was on the podcast that day, uh, or even your personal take on what respecting the process means to you, tweet at us. I guarantee a response and at the bare minimum, a follow back. Of course, I need to give credit to Haley Press, who is respecting the process's public relations expert. She's very good at her job and she's been doing a great job organizing the Twitter account. She made an Instagram and she's been setting up interviews uh, for the next few weeks. So there are going to be some really cool things happening in the next uh, few episodes. I also want to take a moment to recognize people that have already tweeted to respecting the podcast or to Respecting the Process podcast, uh, one of which, his name's Vic, met him at the College Student Alliance. He tweets, everything should be made as simple as possible, but not simpler. And even though that is a quote from Einstein, I applaud you for tweeting at us. Thanks so much, man. I hope everything's going well. And now on to the feature presentation. This week, I had the pleasure of sitting down with a personal coach from the SidFit Center named Erica Gemeindel. I have known her for about two years now. She's a wonderful and inspiring presence in the gym. And I got to know a little about how she became interested in fitness in the first place, what she is doing now, not only for herself, but for her clients, and what respecting the process means to Erica Gemeindel. Respecting the process, baby. When you say you're a trainer, or when anybody says they're a trainer, is it just trainer? Like, is that good enough? Or? No, it's not good enough. <laughs> so what, what do you... Um, I would say more of a coach than a trainer. Yeah. So the difference is a trainer would train you and teach you exercises and then have you be on your merry way. And then a coach would actually... Um, engage you outside of that hour. So for example, I know what my clients are eating on a daily basis. So every morning I wake up and I have my coffee and I check my clients intakes. So yeah. that means that I go online and I see what they've eaten. And if I have any feedback, I can uh, give that to them as well as with uh, exercise they've had. 
So it's really that accountability on a daily basis that I try to um, have with my clients. And that's, that's pretty important because you probably understand better than anybody the, um, the value in consistency, right? Absolutely, especially at the beginning where it's the hardest. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and uh, so I guess your beginning, it started, what, in grade 8? You're 200 pounds. Yes. What, like, tell me, tell me how you went from being uh, that heavy, that young, to, <laughs> like, an, um, over a decade later, you're uh, not a bad trainer. Yeah. To say the least. <laughs> um, okay. Um... I decided I wanted to make the change, so mm. I started to incorporate um, working out almost daily. So this would be, in the beginning, I was too embarrassed to go out to a gym, so I'd like dance around in my house, or I'd do stuff in my house. And then uh, as I got more confident and got more guts, I would go outside and try things. Um, during this time, I also read a lot of fitness magazines, and I fell in love with um, just knowing about the body and biomechanics and how everything works together, and also seeing how... Um, all the stuff that I'm reading and applying was actually changing my body. That got me really excited. How about did you go uh, and learn as much as you can about the body in order to become a trainer? There are so many different avenues I've gone down. Uh, experience is probably the best one, but um, I've been Pilates certified, which taught me and got my um, excitement going about the body and biomechanics and the therapeutic things that I could do for people, like fix their backs and uh, that kind of thing. And then I went to um, CanFit Pro, which was a pretty, I'm not, I don't want to offend anyone, but an easy course, like a, a two-day course, um, just to allow me to be certified to teach. So I learned some stuff there. And uh, then I got a two-year degree at Conestoga College from uh, Fitness and Health Promotions. Cool. Yeah, and that allowed me to um, discover the world of therapeutic exercise, of biomechanics, of... Um, just a whole array of things in the health and fitness uh, industry. So not just being a trainer or being trainer specific. And that gave me a really great um, idea of holistic health. Right. Yeah. And when, when I met you, I think the, um, you were known as the balance trainer. You were, you were known for balance, stability. Mm. Is that, is that true or? Um, you know, it, it was back then. It was. I was really into Pilates, uh, which is teaching your body how to fire properly and uh, be efficient in its movement. Yeah. So optimal efficiency of movement. And uh, that I was very passionate about for a while. And then as life is, I evolved and uh, I fell in love with boxing. And ever since, I've, especially over the last year, I've just fallen in love with not only the fitness and the biomechanics of it, but also the, the mental clarity and focus and how you have to think three moves ahead. And, and I'm just starting to wrap my head around that concept, really. And, uh, and that's where my uh, fitness passion has taken me. That's so interesting. It is, but it's interesting because the Pilates is incorporated in the boxing. Yeah. Because you have to have that core stability. Yeah. You have to have the, the neurological connection from your brain to your body telling you what to do. So um, it's applicable. Yeah. And you're, you're educated and you're informed on what you do. And one of the things that uh, I found out about you over the course of knowing you is you read. You told me about uh, The Power of Now, uh, the book by Eckhart Tolle, uh, that focuses on the present moment. So I'm wondering now if I can just, I can put out some basic themes that I, I got from the book and you could explain them a little bit in terms of what you do. For sure. So uh, first theme, I am the observer of my thoughts and feelings. What does that mean to you? 
um, everything. <laughs> it is, uh, in its essence, freedom of your mind. Um, you are free to choose how you interact and react to your thoughts and feelings. So your mind, you may have thoughts, but they don't necessarily have to overwhelm you or take you. You can refuse them. If a bad thought comes into your head, you can say, no, I don't care for that thought and let it go by. Um, and with feelings, it's a little harder because you can't, if you're nervous and you're up in front of people, you can't be like, no, I think I'll just let that feeling pass. It stays in you. So knowing that it can reside in you, but it doesn't necessarily have to be you or take you over was uh, what I really pulled out of that. Exactly. And then um, a pretty big theme, non-judgmental awareness. Yes, that's huge as well. Um, it's being aware of the present moment and being in it without judging it as anything. So instead of having that, that voice in the back of your head constantly running and telling you, you know, how to think about things, it just happens. It is what it is. Yeah, it's, yeah. Living, it's living in the now. And uh, that, that fades into the next theme pretty nicely. Time is an illusion. Mm-hmm. And yeah, this is a tricky one because, uh, you know, past and future in my head still exist, right? Yeah. Uh, I still have memories and I, I still envision things. But the reality is that the only time actually is right now. So it's, it's still a concept I'm trying to get my head around, but it uh, really emphasizes the importance of living in the now instead of worrying about the past or being anxious about the future. It's an amazing way to think. And in the book, when, you know, uh, Tolly's kind of going over possible things that, that people could say against living in the now, uh, it always just comes back to, you don't get it. You just, you can't think about the past. You can't think about the future. You got to just be in the now. Mm -hmm. I love it. What about problems are not real? So I guess living in the moment and understanding that right now, if this is the only thing that makes a difference between uh, who I am and what I'm trying to do, Mm -hmm. All those extra thoughts are just, what, illusions or just something that you're conjuring in your own brain? Exactly, exactly. And then you're missing the point. It's kind of like uh, you're trapped in time if you're not in the now. It's such a fantastic way to think. Yeah, it's a really cool concept. I, man, I do. I love, I love the book. And uh, that's why I thought it was perfect to get you on the podcast. And so I'm going to leave you with what I ask everybody else. Um, but no pressure, I'm expecting a pretty cool, a pretty cool answer. <laughs> what is respecting the process? Wow. Um, well, it's actually living in the now for me. So the process, I see the process as life. So I think having the discipline to respect the process uh, and in my term, live in the now is really what respecting the process is to me, is being disciplined enough to live in the now and therefore live in the process and, and take it for all it's worth.